Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast. Good morning. Welcome to Breakfast with Kent for Thursday, August 22nd, 2019. Brought to you by the great people at Today's Dentistry. Dr. Mike O'Neill, the best dentist that there is. Call him, 317-849-2933. I've been a patient there for the last 26 years. I love it. He's empathetic, he's friendly, he's professional, all those things and more. 317-849-2933. Let's talk about sports, the Indianapolis Colts. They're not going to play the starters. Game three. Game three is usually the dress rehearsal where people, we get to see. We pay real money to go to games and watch real players play football. Instead, what the Indianapolis Colts are going to do is rest starters and get set for the regular season. Now, that makes sense in a vacuum. NFL old timers, what they're going to tell you is you've got to get some live action you got to get some real live action or you're going to get guys hurt early in the season. If they're not accustomed to being hit into hitting, they're going to get hurt in the regular season. In the preseason, when you lose guys, man, you feel like an idiot, right? Because those games don't make any difference. So why play the starters? Why risk health? That's why the Colts are doing what they're doing. Now, at the same time, 400-level tickets purchased from the box office, not on the aftermarket, not the secondary market for tickets, but tickets to this game in the 400 level. $54 is the cheapest. Paying $54 to watch guys who are going to get cut play football, I don't know how you justify that. I don't know why fans would put up with that kind of thing. I love the Colts. I love going to games. No question about it. Regular season, an unbelievable event. Very, very enjoyable. But why in the world would anybody in their right mind pay $54 a seat, plus parking, plus concessions, and all that stuff, to go watch the guys, the the back 40 players, and how many of those guys are going to get cut? 37 of them, right? 45 guys might play. 37 are going to get cut within a week after this Game 3. You've got Game 4 in Cincinnati on 
on next Thursday, a week from tonight. And that'll be it for the preseason, thank God. Because the preseason, for the teams, really, really valuable. For the fans, of no worth whatsoever. I watch. I watch every snap. Why? I don't know. I'm watching to see if how's Kari Willis look? How's Rocky Seen look? How's EJ Speed look? Who's going to be, you know, the the backup safety? Who's going to be the, the best guy to keep? Uh, here's one thing that we're talking about, right? Not running back necessarily, but tight end. Is it going to be Henches? Is it going to be Travis as a fourth tight end? What in the sweet hell do we care? Are we out of our minds? <laughs> what? These guys, if you're playing these guys a bunch this season, you got a problem because your top three tight ends are Jack Doyle, Eric Ebron, and, and Moali Cox. Those are your top three. We keep saying things, and I heard Dan Dockage and Kevin Bowen talking about this yesterday on 1070 The Fan, and they were exactly right. You know, even if you wind up cutting people who are picked up by other teams, who cares? Are we crazy people? So what? The top 53 is going to be the top 53. If the 54th guy gets picked up by the Jets, how does that even matter to anybody? We get so lost in the weeds. What this is really, this is like a sports version of American Idol, where we all try to project who the 53-man roster will be, and at the end of the day, those bottom five guys, I'll tell you what, they matter a hell of a lot to those five, those five guys and to Chris Ballard and the scouting staff and Frank Reich and everybody else. But to us, that better not matter. You are not going to win a championship because of the quality of play of the bottom five guys on the roster. You're going to win championships because of the top 10 guys on your roster. If those are elite level players, you got a chance to win a Super Bowl. If your 48th, 49th, 50th, 51st, 52nd, and 53rd guys on the roster are the best of the mediocres in the NFL, you know what? Go ahead and show me a team that's won an NFL championship because of the play of the 53rd man on the roster. There aren't any. All right, let's talk about the bucket game. Indiana-Purdue. Uh, it was a custom until 2010 to play this game on the Saturday prior to Thanksgiving. Students still on campus. It was a great time. The bucket game was a great respite from those tests that the prick teachers would always have, those professors uh, who would always have tests the week of Thanksgiving so you couldn't take the big long week. You could only take the long weekend. You couldn't take the whole week because they scheduled tests. Anyway, you're, you're studying for tests and the bucket game was a great respite from that studying. And then they decided to move the schedule around a little bit. And that schedule became such that the bucket game was played on the Saturday of Thanksgiving weekend. Which means the campuses in Bloomington and West Lafayette are completely empty of students who care about football. We know they're international students who stick around because they don't celebrate Thanksgiving and because traveling back to wherever their home is, whether it's China or Iran or wherever, is not economically feasible for the, the scarce amount of time that they would spend in their home country. They don't care much about football, many of those people. So what you've got 
is a campus almost entirely empty of season ticket holding students. And you've probably got more Indiana and Purdue students in Marion County than you do in either Monroe County, where Indiana University is, or Tippecanoe County, where Purdue is. So how does it make any sense at all to have the bucket game rotate from campus to campus? What purpose does that serve? How does it say, I'm a big campus guy, man. Love playing on campus. Love campus basketball, especially. Right, that home and home between Kentucky and Indiana where Calipari won't come to Bloomington anymore because he doesn't want to play on a campus. Doesn't want to play on the road on a campus. What a chicken shit. Honest to God. Anyway, what you, uh, so I love campus games. And I want football games on campus. However, if there aren't going to be students on campus, how does that make any sense? I know that there's a financial component to this where you've got to pay to rent Lucas Oil Stadium for the day. You've got a scheduling issue with this because on Saturday, you've got either the 1, 3, and 5A state championships or the 2, 4, and 6A state championships, depending on the year, on that Saturday. So you've got a scheduling conflict, you have financial considerations, you've got all of that, but it would be so much more convenient, I think, for everybody involved in both of these games to come play it at Lucas Oil Stadium. Hell's bells, you don't even have to stay in a hotel. Just get on a bus in the morning. It's 70 miles from Ross Aiden Stadium, the drive to Lucas Oil, and it's just over 50 miles from Memorial Stadium up the road to Lucas Oil. So get on the bus in the morning, drive to Lucas Oil Stadium, and be done with it. Make it convenient for fans. The Cubs, they won 12-11 last night at Wrigley Field. And kind of one of those old-fashioned Donnybrook games. Uh, Chris Bryant with a two-run homer in the bottom of the eighth to give the Cubs a lead that Craig Kimbrell never let be threatened in the ninth. Second straight night, Kimbrell comes out of the pen. One, two, three, drama-free, over, done, move on. Cubs now with a half-game lead in the National League Central. Nick Castellanos, is this guy a revelation or what? He's acquired with seven seconds prior to the end of the, uh, prior to the trade deadline. And this guy has been absolutely magnificent for the Chicago Cubs. I think he's given the clubhouse uh, a surge of energy and fans absolutely love this guy. He's been a Chicago Cub for less than a month. He's my favorite guy. I love this guy. Talking about how every day's opening day. I love it. And at the plate, he's hotter than Dave Kingman was in the first half of the 1979 season. Castellanos, Roland Schwarber with a home run last night. The Cubs go uh, go bombs away three times. The Giants hit four home runs, and still the Cubs win 12-11. Now they've got a half-game lead in the National League Central. They've got the finale of this series today, 2-20, against the Giants. And it's going to be our old friend Jeff Samarja throwing for the Giants. For the Cubs, we got Kyle Hendricks, a chance to sweep this series. The Cubs... Really, really good at home, and not so very good on the road. So the Cubs have got this series and then a weekend series beginning tomorrow against the Washington Nationals. All three of those games will start at 2.20. The uh, Tour Championship going to be played beginning today at the East Lake Club in Atlanta. So this is where the FedEx Cup money is distributed. It's won 
And this year, for the first time, they've got kind of a staggered scoring system where based upon your point total right now, this is the top 30 players as determined by a FedEx Cup points system that a lot of people find odd because Tiger Woods wins the Masters, Shane Lowry uh, wins a major. Somehow those two guys are not involved in this tournament. So there's that. But based on your position, you are assigned a score under par at the very beginning of the tournament. So Justin Thomas, he's the leader in the FedEx Cup point standings. Justin Thomas starts this tournament at 10 under par. Uh, Charles Howell III, he's toward the bottom. I think he starts at even par. So it's staggered, and this is weird. And it's the first time it's happened, and players, they're not sure about it. If it benefits them, they're going to love it. If it doesn't benefit them, they're not going to love it. If Justin Thomas winds up winning this thing because of the staggered start, he's going to be balls deep behind it, and everybody else is going to say, well, it was rigged from the get-go, right? Um, Sister Jane, the uh, matriarch of Loyola basketball, the spiritual leader of the Loyola basketball program in Chicago, in the Rogers Park neighborhood of Chicago, turned 100 yesterday. How about that? Sister Jean, 100 years old, still sharp as a tack, and was a couple of years ago when Loyola made its memorable march to the Final Four. Uh, the Pac-12 has shelved its, plan, shelved its plans to start games this season as early as 9 a.m. on the West Coast <laughs> because of fan anger about that plan. What Larry Scott wanted to do, the commissioner of the Pac-12, is make his uh, make more Pac-12 games available to a broader television audience. And, you know, when it's 9 o'clock in Cali, it's noon here. So maybe we would watch Pac-12 football? I don't know. That's what Larry Scott thought. And uh, fans were like, hell no. What are you talking about? We are not getting up at like 4 in the morning to go tailgate and go to a game that kicks off at 9 in the morning. Those guys are so stupid. I don't understand. The Pac-12 keeps tripping over itself like it's their job. What's the matter with them? First of all, the Pac-12 just sucks in football and men's college basketball. So what the hell? Why would I wake up early to watch like Arizona play Washington State? Why? What? What's the matter with these people? Oh, my God. It's Cal and Arizona State. I've got to get up and watch this at noon? No. I'm going to be watching Big Ten football or SEC football or ACC football or MAC football. I don't know what the hell I'm going to be watching, but it sure as God would not be Pac-12 football. Thank you very much. And they were thinking about, you know, sure, you know, pack up the pack up the truck and head to the tailgate at five in the morning. Sounds like fun. Uh, birthdays being celebrated today by Facebook friends. Um, Greg Browning, the great Greg Browning, used to work at WIBC doing the first day. Now he does mornings at uh, 104.5. Blair Engelhardt, happy birthday. Philip Henderson, Ryan Phillips, the great Ryan Phillips. Happy, he's out there in San Diego. He sure as hell didn't want Pac-12 football at 9 in the morning. Joanna Taylor, happy birthday. Kristen Hancock, happy birthday. Laura Elizabeth, Tina Candido, Floyd Keith, great Floyd Keith, happy birthday. John Sunley, happy birthday. 
Brian Cranfield, happy birthday, and Sheila Hurst, happy birthday. If today's your birthday, you celebrate like hell. If it's not your birthday, you celebrate somebody else, and that is best done with an honest and specific compliment. Today, sports, nothing but sports. We're going to talk to the great Evan Altman about the Chicago Cubs. We will also be out of Colts practice today. Frank Reich, he's going to talk to the media again. I got to guess he's about tired of talking to the media and answering questions about an utterly meaningless preseason game and the uh, ever-fluctuating health of the ankle of Andrew Locke. It's raining outside, or at least it was, so we came inside to do breakfast with Kent. Outside there, I don't know if you can see the fish. It's still sprinkling out there. It stormed like hell earlier. We'll, uh, <clears throat> we'll talk to you 3 o'clock this afternoon, a little bit earlier, with uh, the great Evan Altman. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.